Welcome to the Unicorn Mindset, where we explore the reasons you are choosing not to be the badass unicorn you are. Whether you're seeking to find inspiration as a leader or just want to show up as your authentic self, stick around. It's time to show the world your horn. I'm your host, Nicole Malcolm, and I'm an entrepreneur and leader, but most importantly, a recently proclaimed unicorn. Happy Monday, unicorns! I am pretty excited for this week's episode because it's something that we're all facing very frequently lately, no matter what industry you're in. So let's talk about it. We've all experienced a time where we've come into work and we see that our teammates are calling out sick. Think about a time when you have been the only person that shows up to work consistently, where you maybe are the one that's always early always the one taking on extra work, always the one being willing to compromise their lunch or stay late to get something accomplished or come in on the weekend. And then think of the people that you feel like just don't give a shit, okay? So they're either not going to come in or they constantly call out on the same day or they're very wishy-washy or even worse for us as leaders, they don't even show up to start their day. So just straight up leave. So I want you to think about that and think about how that stuff makes you feel. When you feel like you're really pulling your own weight or even more than your own weight, right? But you're finding that a lot of other people are not doing the same. Guys, we're in a recession and it's really impacting our workforce. And so today's episode is really about how do we as leaders motivate our team during staffing shortages. Staffing shortages in my industry happen all the time. Um, And they've been happening a lot, especially since COVID hit in 2020. However, because of the industry I work in, which is a contact center, it happens a lot where people get to a point where listening to other people call in with their problems and complain and not be kind to them really weighs on them. So I continuously have to have this conversation. And while the time has changed and what's kind of going on in the world has changed, I've maintained a very similar outline to how I have these conversations. The why is what changes. The context of what's happening has changed. So if you are working Um, During one of these times where your team is missing people or we really need to hire extra support because you're being that awesome person that's really taking on more. One, I want to take a second and say thank you because without you all, I wouldn't feel like we could confidently write the ship. Okay, so take some praise where it's due. And if your leaders are not providing that praise to you, I got you right now. Thank you so much on behalf of all of us for showing up for not only yourself, your customers, your team, your leaders, we really appreciate you. And if we don't say it enough, well then fuck, leaders, get it together, (laughs) okay? But also have some compassion for your leaders because they're working really hard to weed through candidates to find really good help for you all. I cannot be the only leader out there in the world that just refuses to hire warm bodies in seats, okay? I just don't wanna do it. I want someone that's there to take feedback, to learn, 
to grow and to become autonomous, right? So you can do your own job and your own success, and then you can give feedback to your leader in your department so that way it grows and you feel like you're contributing. Yeah, I said it. I don't want just people in here that can do a half-assed job. I just don't. That's not the goal, and that's not going to be what helps continue to make my team grow. So whew, staffing shortages are a real problem in today's world and economy, and it, it really has impacted a lot of things. However, I do feel like there's been kind of a bit of a shift in 2023, at least in the industry that I work in. Um, we're seeing more people genuinely want to actually come to work. They want to grow. They want to develop. We've got our newest um, group of college graduates that have worked virtually. So it allows us some more flexibility for them as they've completed classes online versus at the campus, those types of things. So there is a, a diverse workforce out there. It's just a matter of finding the right skills and the right talent. And that takes some time. But what happens when we're doing all of that leaders and our team is here working super hard and they're trying their best to maintain the workload that didn't change just because we have less less people to handle that workload. So let's talk about it. Definitely, I ask all of you that are listening that are not leaders, because I know some of you are not, to make sure that you voice your concerns, but also come with solutions. The best thing that we can do as leaders is take your feedback. And if we're not willing to take your feedback, then I would challenge why we're not. Because our team does the job every day. They know what it's going to take. I don't want to just dictate to my team what we should be doing. Okay, but I also want to build trust. And that's super important to what we need to do to help our team during this time. So on this team, it has to be everyone's all in. So how do you help create that? during a staff shortage, right? So a staff shortage can be anything like you literally have nine open positions on your team and no one to fill them right now. So you're in a hiring boom. You need to get more people in the building. However, it could also be absenteeism. So it could be people are constantly calling out sick for whatever reason that tends to be a Monday, um, which is funny because I'm like, can you listen to my podcast? Maybe it's a motivation. I don't know. I don't know. Or call me up. We'll talk about it. But at the end of the day, it could be that absenteeism too, which means that there's there's some weight and some emotional taxation that's happening on individuals when they're not coming to work because it's either causing them to be sick, causing them to mismanage their time, um, or causing them to literally be looking elsewhere while calling out for you. Okay. So those things really hurt the morale of your team. They absolutely really impact your ability to lead them successfully. So you need to be able to build trust. How do you build trust within a team that's already stressed, that's already pushed to their max? You're honest with them. You share with them the stresses that are going on your team because guess what? It's not just your team. It's theirs too. You're responsible for their successes and their failures absolutely. freaking lutely However, them contributing to the team is what helps make the team successful. So if you're not in on kind of letting them in a little bit, obviously you don't have to tell them details about every little thing that's going on, but you do need to let them in to know what your plan is. Be transparent with them. Be open with them about the struggles that you're seeing in your hiring process. Most people are compassionate 
and understand. But if they don't know what's going on, then guess what? They're going to assume you're not doing anything about it. So it's way better to really share what's happening. Be open to suggestions for the team. Maybe they have a creative solution for finding more people. Maybe they have a creative solution to incentivize people coming to work or help hold people accountable. There's a reason why those people that are there every day are there. You gotta find out the why and help them feel like they're contributing to that success and maybe help others create that why for themselves. It's all through building trust. We absolutely have to keep the team up to date too. So if you're in a hiring process at the moment and you're trying to get people into the building, Letting them know, hey, we've got 30 candidates on the slate. We're going to weed through them because I'm not about to just put someone in the seat that's going to create more work for you all. Be honest about that. If you have five candidates and you need 20, be honest about that. The best thing you can do is to tell them the truth. Because if you sugarcoat it and then you fall short or you <laughs> overpromise and underdeliver, your team is going to eat you alive, leaders. They are. So just be honest. We have definitely spent way too much time as leaders hiding information from our team. And I know that this is an unpopular opinion. And for that, I am sorry. But honesty is seriously the best policy. In the last six years at my current employ employer, that's what's built the trust and respect on my team is truly just being honest with them, keeping in the loop what's going on and being available to hear their frustrations. Okay, so let's talk about being available really quick. Being available doesn't mean that they can email you. That's not being available. That means your email exists and, and you know, Outlook works. That's not being available. Being available means that you create space for them to come voice their frustration. I have some amazing, amazing, amazing individuals on my team that I am grateful for every single day. And honestly, they're probably sick of hearing it because I share that a lot. But I think that it's super important to save space for them because if they feel like they're pulling all this weight and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no reward. There's nothing for them. They're going to jump ship. They're going to leave and you're going to be in a worse situation. So you absolutely have to create a safe space for them. If that means you're 15 minutes late to your reoccurring meeting that you maybe don't have a super critical role in, guess what? You can notify them. Hey, my team needs me right now. I need to go have this conversation. I'm going to be a little late. And they're probably going to be understanding because taking care of our people is our number one priority as a leader. Number one, absolutely hands down. And if you create a space for them that is safe where they can share their frustrations, that's not something that's easily duplicatable somewhere else. It's just not. It takes time to build that trust. It takes time to build that relationship. Okay. Let's talk about show, showing appreciation, right? We have to tell these people how much we appreciate them, but it's not about just saying it, right? So spend time talking to them about what they're doing well, what's making them successful, but also talking to them about their career development. As much as it might suck to feel like, oh my gosh, these people are going to leave when you're already in a shortage of staff, it's vital for them to feel like they're still developing, because otherwise, what's the point, right? As individuals, we want to feel like we're propelling ourselves forward. We're working towards something. We're feeling challenged. We're going to be doing something that brings us joy. That's our, our purpose, right? We want to contribute. 
naturally, at least most people. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you can't just be like, hey, good job today, appreciate you. And then not act like you appreciate them. Okay, so acting like you appreciate them means that you're doing the fun stuff with them. You're making them laugh. You're enjoying conversations with them. You're engaged. But you're also going to step up and help with their workload on those really tough staff shortages days. You're going to get creative on how we manage the workload when there's only 10 people on a 20-person team available. You're going to step into those roles. You're not going to hang out in your office. You got to get this out of your head. You're not going to hang out in your office and not take any action to help your employees. They're there to earn their paycheck. They're not there to be your workhorse. Okay. They're there to fulfill their selves, but not just grind it out. If they grind and grind and grind, you're going to have a much bigger, huge shortage in staff moving forward. Okay. So, what do the fun things look like? Whatever is meaningful to your team. If you don't know what fun looks like on your team and what's going to get everybody engaged and going, then you haven't spent the time to build trust and a strong relationship with them. This can be anything from just posting a silly chat where you're asking a ridiculous would you rather question. It can be something that simple. Or it can be something as simple as walking around, getting up out of your desk, and greeting people and saying hi and thank you with a face-to-face -face conversation. There's so many things you can do. A lot of times when we're in a staff shortage, we feel like we just have to put our blinders on and grind through it. That's absolutely not the case. What you need to do as a leader is get up and show people that they actually do matter. So that way when they are grinding it out, they can feel appreciated and not get burnt out as easily. Okay, so my challenge is if you are in this boat, like most of the country is, to get out of your office and go talk to your people. Spend some time engaging with them. 30 seconds. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything that you need help with today? Please keep me in the loop if you do. Have those conversations. Don't hang out in your office. Don't do it. It will murder your morale even worse than just a straight up staff shortage. Okay. Because it looks like you're hiding from the problem. Okay. So what do we do with the people that are not showing up? Yeah. What are we going to do with those people? Because we're like, well, we can't make them show up to work, right? It's the one thing us as leaders can't do. Because, you know, most corporations frown upon <laughs> renting the big old bus and singing Kumbaya all the way to work, right? Even though I joke about doing that <laughs> with my team because I think it would be fun, not because I feel like I have to, right? But we need to have those conversations. As soon as those people are back into the office, let's have the conversation. Let's talk to them one-on-one -on -one about what's going on. I guarantee you that 90% of the problem isn't just that they were sick, is it, especially if they work from home and they're not working, okay? It's not just that they, you know, had a daycare issue or they had an emergency come up or whatever it might be. Most people have backup plans to show up for a job that they care about. I know I do. I know a lot of my team do. And we talk through those when they have issues come up to make sure that they're hitting all of those points. Most of the time, there's something else going on. There was either a conversation that happened that made them feel unappreciated. Maybe it's just a straight up staff shortage, right? Maybe they don't feel support from you. 
maybe there's so much going on in their life that being accountable to the schedule they have doesn't work. And we need to talk about that and see if there's anything you can do about it or if it's just a time for them to part ways and find something else, which sucks. Trust me, I don't ever want to say, well, I just don't think this is a good fit for you. But that's my job as a leader is to find out what's best for that employee. I don't want to string anyone along, but I also want to dig in and figure out what's standing in their way of being successful and coming to work. And that's an accountability and success conversation. But you also need to be able to explain why it's important for them to be there and what those impacts really are. We've all experienced a time where we're supposed to partner together with someone to get something done and that person doesn't show up and we're stuck doing all the work. That's a terrible feeling. And being honest with your employees about how not showing up to work negatively does impact the morale of the team and how important it is for their success to be there is what you need to explain. And if they're not in on that, then they're in the wrong business because we are all a team. If you work in a team environment, that's what you have to do. You all have a workload that's shared. If you don't work in a team environment where you have the individual workload, guess what? When you're not there, that workload gets dumped on someone else because it still has to get done. So as much as we all say that there's not a team environment in every industry, there absolutely is. Even if it's just you, your team is probably your family, right? When you're an entrepreneur and it's just you, making time to be able to manage the things at home so you can focus on your business, that's a team effort. Okay, so they need to understand those true impacts it has to the business, to their team, to the morale of the company, as well as themselves. Hopefully you guys have an attendance policy and something established where, you know, this is what our our business can afford to have impact them when the people aren't out. And you've outlined that for your team. It's super important. Okay, the one thing you want to not do um, is leverage numbers. What I mean by that is just coming up to someone and telling them, hey, you need to achieve X today in order to be successful. And then reiterating that over and over and over again without giving them a how or a why. Um, Because I don't know about you, but if someone was like, hey, you need to run a mile in seven minutes, I'd be like, "Uh, I haven't ran a mile in 20 years. So how in the world am I going to do that? And it's going to feel super heavy. So when we talk about leveraging the numbers as motivators, that should never be the thing that we do ever, ever. Or comparing our employees to each other, don't do it. Because if that person's not coming into work and you turn around and say, well, Betty's been here every day this year. Why can't you be more like Betty? You're not valuing the person that's struggling and you're not treating them as an individual and you're being unfair. So stop that right now. Okay, (laughs) let's not do that. However, I'm not telling you to never look at the numbers. As a leader, it's your job to analyze and assess where your team performance is, but it's also super important to understand that each individual's performance is gonna be slightly different. That's why there's not usually a black and white target to hit. There can be, right? There can be a production number that you have to have and all of those things to get there, but each person's contribution to that is gonna be a little bit different and motivated by different things. So you need to be willing to have those difficult conversations and give time to get there and set clear expectations. If your people aren't coming to work, it's likely because they don't feel supported. 
and that's that's a problem, right? As a leader, you need to make sure that they feel supported and motivated and engaged. It's a big task, but you can do it just by being a human and holding space for your employees, okay? If people aren't coming to work and you've got an employee that is pulling all the weight and doing all the extra things, then you need to be able to take the time out of your day to thank that person and reward them in some way for doing so much work. Whether that's giving them a completely different challenge and taking some other things off their plate or giving them some extra time um, to be offline and maybe help the people that are struggling. There's nothing more rewarding than being able to help others achieve or work on things, right? Like I've got people on my team that if they could just process stuff all day long and not talk to people in my contact center, they'd be good with it. Cool, right? That eliminates the emotional taxation of the day. That will help them. So there's got to be ways and you have to get creative on, on finding ways to motivate people. It's not through telling them hit this number. It's not. Throw it out the window. Now, do you have to check the scoreboard with them? For sure. You can't adjust the game if you don't check the scoreboard. You can't. But you can't lead with that without a why and a how. Okay, so promise me right now, leaders, <laughs> we are going to stop leading with a number without a why and a how. It's not coaching, that's dictation, and we don't do that. What I need you guys to do when you're experiencing this situation, you know, build the trust, coach to that accountability, show that appreciation, and stop leveraging numbers. But what I really need you guys to do is when you're having a day like this, where maybe you've had a bunch of people call out sick for the day, Maybe you're dealing with a huge issue that happened and now you don't have enough staff to handle that issue. Or maybe you're in a point where you really need to hire more people to support the workload you have. I need you guys to ask yourself, what's the most impactful thing I can do today to help, right? To help the situation and then do it. Don't just say, well, next time I'm gonna do blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. It's the most impactful thing you can do today is clear part of your schedule to actually get in the trenches and help your team, then do that. Don't be afraid to do that. Lead by example. Don't lead through dictation, okay? If the most impactful thing you can do is to pull one person in a completely different direction and have them focus on a specific task, then do that, okay? If the most impactful thing you can do to rally the troops is buy freaking donuts, buy freaking donuts, okay? Whatever is going on, figure out the most impactful step that you can take to resolve it. And if you can't figure it out, ask your team. Point blank, ask them, what can I do to serve you best today given what's going on? I want to show up for you. Guess what? They're going to appreciate the fact that you're like, listen, where do you guys need me? This is a situation that's happening. We've got holes everywhere. So let's divide and conquer. But tell me where you want me to be. That's going to help you the most. It's okay to be humble and not know the answer to that question. You really shouldn't know every detail of that question because you should be trusting your people to take care of their workload. You should know what their workload is, but you shouldn't actually have to micromanage every second of their workload so you might not always know exactly where they are but you should be able to analyze it quickly pivot and implement a change that's what you should be doing which we'll talk about more specifically on another episode so i wanted to pop on because this, this happened to me um when i was the only supervisor in office only leader in office for my entire department so 
we had a bunch of people call out sick. We were down to just me. I was managing multiple teams, trying to handle all of these things. And instead of me feeling like, oh my gosh, panic, run like crazy. You guys can't see me, but I'm like literally wiggling all, <laughs> all wild. Um, instead of doing that, I chose to pivot and ask myself that question. What's the most impactful thing I can do today? And the most impactful thing that I could do that day was to literally process customer emails and help them work through them. Because the weight of that was going to carry forward into the next day, into the next day. But because I was able to clear out a good chunk of them, they didn't feel like they had the same pressure as they normally would if those people weren't there and they weren't their workload wasn't handled. Okay, so did I do a lot for the team? No, but I did enough to make them not feel the impact of all the people that had called out sick for the day. Did I also have an accountability conversation as a team in our team meeting? For sure. Because we all needed to level set on clear expectations and rally together to understand why it's important to be here for each other. So with that being said, I hope you all find a way to show appreciation for the people that you have today. We can complain a lot about not being able to find good good reports and we can't find new candidates and the workforce has changed and all of those things. And they're true. I mean, those are true facts. But those true facts don't change the performance of your existing employees. It only changes it if you let it. If you stop leading them, to be successful, then that's going to impact them. But if you don't let it, then you have time to empower your people to show up every day, to allow you the time you need to find strong candidates and grow your team. It's hard. I know. I feel it too. But the last thing that I would advise you guys to do is to let your teams feel the negative weight of this impact. But be honest with them. Absolutely share what's going on. Be open to their feedback. Coach to that accountability. Make sure that you save space for your people that are showing up every day. Don't take them for granted. Okay, so happy Monday, my beautiful unicorns. Let's go out there. Make today great, recognize the opportunities we have, and celebrate the successes. If you are joining this journey with me to empower yourself and others, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a rating with a review. Until next time, unicorns, I'm your host, Nicole Malcolm, and I hope you decide today to be unapologetically you.